0: God bless you all. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you for allowing us to come into your homes, to worship with you, to praise with you, to uplift the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. And I just want to thank my senior pastor, Ezekiel, for giving me this great opportunity today. It's a privilege. Amen. Amen. My name is Pastor Sarai, and I passed alongside with my husband, Michael Figueroa. We're the Executive Pastors of TDP. So we just thank God for this day. So I just wanna open up quickly and share this prayer with you, amen. So thank you, Lord, for granting me this opportunity to speak in such a time as this. Use me, Father God, as your vessel so that those who are seeing right now will go from seeing to hearing to listening and from listening, letting this word become a active and alive, being deeply rooted into the life of the individual with purpose, even now in Jesus' name. I ask you, Lord Jesus, for there to be an awakening and quickening of your spirit. Let this word take root and let there be hope and let there be a peace that flows upon every listener, even now, that will spring forth anew, a hope right now that will carry on into the days yet ahead. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. 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 So we're going to quickly go into a verse of my opening scripture, which is Psalms 86, 15. Thank you, Jesus, for your holy word. Thank you, Lord. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Amen. Today, I'm here to encourage you with those words. God is compassionate and he is gracious. There is enough grace for today and enough love over us in God. He is unchanging through time and through circumstance. And at a time such as now, God is more present during this global pandemic than we have ever seen. He is living and he is fighting for us. This time is not easy and it's unlike any other time that we've ever seen. Many are living and breathing in the weight of the pressure of this crisis. There has been great disruption in our days and our lives. And many are living in fear. We don't know the how, the what, or the when. We just know that this is what's happening now. There are many tragic things happening and great loss, loss of work, and what previously sustained us is no longer. Many of us are just waiting. And today I want to uh, just speak and share that many have lost their lives, the lives of people they love. And I want you to know that this church, we feel your pain, we feel your hurt. And we certainly know that your heart is felt by God. So I'm asking God to comfort those of you who are watching even now. So before I go on to share what God placed in my heart, I will not proceed without taking this moment of silence to share a prayer for you and our world right now. So would you just have that moment with me? I want you to know God is present, and he's near to us in our brokenness. And today he is here for you. He is a constant help in time of need. So today's word is, amen. A love that knows no end, amen. A love that knows no end, amen. word over life and all of humanity is unshaken you are not alone and you have a place and purpose in life right now even if you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders and you feel like you don't know how you're going to move on into another day god will not leave your side there is no new hope found in him for today a comfort available in trouble and pain. And the reassurance of his promises are in his word, by his word. Have you ever had someone that you could trust? Someone you knew who will come through on a promise? Well, that is what we have in God, not just at the moment, but in the days to come. So I encourage you, let that beautiful truth Strengthen you even now and be what wakes you up each morning ahead, reminding you in the days to come that there indeed will be a new strength coming forth, purpose in your pain and beauty for ashes. Life will continue and new possibilities will arise. New ideas and endless potential will serve up opportunity for you to seize upon you will continue to grow and go on, accomplishing what you thought you never could because God made you for purpose. Amen. Do you understand that your life has meaning and great worth and if you don't live it, no one else will? How you live and what you do with it can have great impact, amen, on others. Have you ever thought that deeply of yourself and what place you hold in life and in others and in God's? God's love for you and thoughts over you, they're pure and they're deeper than anything that you could ever grasp. God's word paints a beautiful picture for us and his love and search for our hearts. In Psalm 139, David writes, and it shows the pursuit of God's love and searching for us. So we'll read Psalm 139, um, 7 through 14, verses 7 through 14. This is what David says. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my depths in the sea, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. These words were written by a man named David, and he expressed God's glory in poetic writings called Psalms. He was a shepherd boy and one of seven brothers. He was a keeper of sheep. On the day the prophet came, Samuel, to anoint the next king of Israel as God instructed him, he went to meet with David's father, Jesse. He brought all his sons before the prophet, but he didn't bring David, amen? You see, in life, sometimes people are going to count you out, hurt you, neglect your very presence, misunderstand you, misinterpret you, but God won't miss you because he made you. You You see God form you and place life in your mother's body, which held you physically. But God, he put the breath of life in you with his spirit and started your heartbeat and your mind. He made you an all-inclusive network within yourself. He made you like no other. You have a distinct character and genetic makeup. Your fingerprint is distinct, not to be cu- confused with another because God said, I need one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Amen. Yes? I want him and I want her to know I took my time He wanted to ensure to you and I that he took no shortcut in your creation. There is no escaping the love of God over all creation. Even if you are unsure of his existence, he is always pursuing and making room to reveal himself to you. There is no end to God, so there is no end in getting to know him or his love. He desires with everything that you would know him. Do you know him? Do you want to know him more? The prophet Saul met all of Jesse's sons, but none were the chosen. God told Samuel this. Men look with their eyes at outward appearances, but I, the Lord, I look at the heart. Samuel had to ask, do you have any more sons? Do you have any more children? You see, no one has got what you have. God placed a blueprint, steps, plans and tools within you, and no sibling, friend, family member, educated, prestigious individual can take what you have. The only thing that others can do for you and I Is help us, but surely they can't be us. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 1 5 says He predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will. You were anointed for this. In other words, other words, excuse me, you were made for this. It is God's will, and He willed it for you. Meaning He chose it for your life. Something so Beautiful. So I want you to live your life knowing that you don't have to compete, cheat, or repeat. (laughs) Amen. 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 (laughs) David's words capture God's heart to the one who reads it and receives it, revealing the very essence and heart of God's beauty and power. His presence is inescapable. It reaches above the highest height you could ever imagine and deeper than any place of hurt, regret, pain, depression, despair, or room where you hide from the world that has hurt you. Darkness is no longer dark when he enters in. God holds you within his heart. Your mental and emotional health matters. Your past pains and experience are felt by him and it hurts him to see you in this condition, but he doesn't want you to bear these weights anymore. God wants to see you whole, well, and he can do a work in you and get you through like David from a shepherd in a field to a king of a palace, amen? With delicate care and precision, he made your outer and inner being, mind, body, soul, and spirit. From the color and texture of your hair and its specific number count, giving him joy in knowing and keeping an account of every hair strand because it matters to him. He will not forget you. How precious are your thoughts over me. They are too large for me, is what David expressed. Who in all the earth cares for such things but him? None of us give care to those kind of details regarding one another, but he does. Most can't even answer who they are in life right now. They just hope to become something sooner or later. But how amazing are God's ways, he sees you within himself he is your creator the master artist the author of a completed and authenticated one-of-a-kind unique being certified by he himself and no other who takes notice of such intricate details from person to person only god it is only he in isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9 it says for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than yours. We as human beings, were so limited in our thinking. We distinguish between people through age, look, style, talent, and wealth, but God, he took his time to form you. Amen. Each detail including everything you would ever need for the entirety of your life he gave you life with a plan and a future even if you have a voice or even in your voicelessness when you don't have the words even that tells a thousand stories of who he is in you god made you to be an original distinguishable between billions and that is just the start You are loved, thought of, and not far out of reach. God will not deny what is his. He knows your thoughts. He feels your feelings even before you can even understand what state you're in. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you may have it to the full. So a life in Christ Jesus is worth uh, um, living. It is the most fulfilling thing of all. His words know no end because they exist out of time as we know it because he is from everlasting to everlasting. So even in the days of trouble and when the news continues to show no certain end time frame to this pandemic, the word of the Lord is still active and it is at work and it takes precedence over the things in the earth, surpassing what we see and even what we hear. He stands faithful to his promises to you. His words are still in effect. 2 Peter verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slow, keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You may ask yourself, what promises has God made to me or humanity? I have never heard of him or from him in my whole life. But I want to let you know today that every word spoken by God and are written in the Bible, those are his promises. Those are his words. And those stand sure. There are un. Changing and they cannot be altered by mankind or any headline. If you want to hear from God, find yourself in his word. He released these words. They flow throughout an appointed time, and they will not return back to him empty. They will leave him with results, but will all come to fulfillment unto the glory until he returns. So his promises are his words to you and i and the beauty of it all is that they're not like ours they're incomparable and resistance against anything amen, amen. hebrews 4 12. for the word of god is active and alive sharper than any two-edged sword it penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The things we say and do, they often fall to the ground, never truly being accounted for because we mess up. We all do, we all fall short. We say one thing today and we do another tomorrow. Oh, but there is still yet hope for you and I. So take Amen. courage. Take yes. courage. Amen? Amen? Because God, he always finishes. Amen. And he does what he says. Sure. And he completes what he starts. Amen. Amen? Amen? So I'll read the opening verse once again. Psalms eighty-six, fifteen. But you, Lord, are compassionate and gracious, God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. David expresses how steadfast and constant the Lord is. Before God, David knew that he was not perfect and he made a great deal of mistakes in his life, amen? Some things he did, they were small and some things unforgivable. If it was up to us, they would not have been forgiven. David said, I rather that God judge me than man. But what God does in his compassion and his power and his love is he forgives. Because he knows when we have come to a place where we understand that we need forgiveness and we've done wrong. He is compassionate and forgiving. And also this, let this bring you hope. That when we mess up, when we fail, this does not exempt us from having purpose. From being loved by him. Or change his words over your life we do things and we know they're wrong because we feel it and sometimes the things we do that are wrong we ignore it and we try to hide it rather than coming to the lord but he sees all things and yet his love covers all, all our sins sin does not please him amen but he conquered it he conquered Our sins and faults and failures on the cross, allowing us gracious forgiveness. Isaiah 55 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and shall prosper and the thing I sent it to. So remember this God created us to be part of his good works, one to another. Your life. It adds value. And without your ideas and your hand in the work, things aren't quite the same. I want you to know that you are needed. I want you to know that your presence, your words, your character, your heart, your mind, and the things you do, whether very simple or complex, they are priceless. And there is no other one that could do them the way that you do. Your worth is far above the understanding of others. What they thought of you, said about you, and even have done to you. They didn't win because they couldn't stop you from being you. The author of your life, he has kept you, and that's why you're here today. God in his love has kept you. Your unique ways, your abilities, they set you apart from others, and they bring glory to God. So if you plant, plant well. If you sing, sing well. If you speak, speak to others well. If you can write, then write well. If you can preach, preach well. And if you don't do those things, help, assist, volunteer, show up, amen? Amen. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. We get to be carriers of his presence. You will affect others in a life-changing way. They will say of you, I feel such a peace around you. I was confused, but then you spoke with me and now I just feel like I could go on, like things are going to be okay that is the evidence that god is working in and through you what a gracious god to make himself evident in the very presence of your being so at this time in life there's a great deal of things that are out of our control but god is unchanging throughout time and circumstance he is not afraid and he's not far-reaching he's not hiding from us or denying us difficulties and unresolved issues do not cause him fear fret remember what David said he says even the darkness will be as the day when you come and enter in at this time it may seem that the Lord is silent it seems as though he's hiding and invisible while things are spiraling out of control in this world but on the contrary He is near because he said, I am near to the broken. He feels your pain, he knows your mourning, and he is sensitive to your feelings and heart, Amen. amen. He even instructs us, his body, his church, to rejoice with those who rejoice, but also to mourn with those who mourn. So I want you to know now that God is not seeking our end. our destruction and he's not careless towards any detail about us but he longs for our reach and call to him what is happening now is a part of the signs of the times second timothy 3 1 through 4 says but mark this there will be terrible times in the last days people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boastful proud abusive disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. As God nears, humanity drifts further. His word does not hide this truth from us, even knowing the end from the beginning Jesus came and gave his life upon the cross so that sinners may be saved and each of us have fallen short. So it takes calling on God and asking him to forgive us. And what he does is he erases all of the past and he starts your life anew. And he holds nothing against you. So when you breathe in and breathe out from here on out, Rest in knowing that thought that he will hold absolutely nothing against you. When you come to him and repent, he chooses to forget our wrongs because of his love. And that is a love that knows no end. It keeps giving, it keeps hoping and it surpasses understanding and time. It is endless. So there is no shame or condemnation to those who are in Christ. Jesus did not come to give us guilty consciences, but rather a conscience after his heart, so we can live and walk our lives out with that inner voice, which is his voice in us, revealing to us what is not right, how to truly care for ourselves, how to treat and love others, where not to steer, and the path set for us while studying and getting to know him more and more. He gives us others to lean on for encouragement, counselors to walk us through traumas of yesterday and today so that we can get through a healing process. He has a work in each and every one of us for the better. He doesn't want you to do this alone. He wants a growing relationship of getting to know him yourself it's a path of growing and pruning and it won't happen overnight but it's not supposed to so do not be discouraged in your process he wants you to know that he will be with you every step of the way during this journey so do not pressure yourself but embrace a healthy rhythm for your life because no two walks in Christ are the same There is no part of your life that is meaningless or wasted because he works all things for good. He will be with you, especially in the hard times. He alone is able to offer peace when there is a crisis by his word and through meditating on it consciously and habitually. It gives you life. It will uplift you when you don't know the how or the when, but you know for sure that his word, his promises are true. Amen? Amen? His plan and ways are sure, his word is true. This is the hope that we get to stand upon in exchange for turmoil, for fear and wandering. We don't have to move about aimlessly Soak up the word each day like a sponge. It's life and health to your mind, body, soul, and spirit. It builds you up and it gives you a healthy perspective and it changes unhealthy patterns and perspectives. It breaks chains, it opens doors, and it causes you from living in a place of dread and fear to joy and strength. His word keeps on giving. He will work with you and through you and will continue to do so as his crafted workmanship, bringing us and others faith, help, and change now until heaven calls your name. I tell you, there's no deeper satisfaction than living for Christ and bringing hope and help to others. Amen? Amen. He helps you to change lives and bring healing to other hearts. This is a call to action. You were created to love your neighbor as yourself. And I tell you to tell everyone about what Jesus has done for you. Your life, your testimony, what you've been through matters. And I pray you become alive to that truth that there is still hope and work to be done. May what we see happening now ignite us to work all the more intently advancing and thriving, not shrieking back, not being stagnant, but taking advantage of the given time, enlarging God's reach. Face the day knowing that there is work to be done and take on that mindset. I live for God. I move for God. I stand for God. I will use what I have, and I will continue to learn, to study, and add to my creativity, developing, additional opportunities. Live life seeking and chasing purpose, not allowing the negativity and the evil of the day to outweigh the good works of God through you. Evil is near, but God is greater. He is ever present. So God is drawing nearer and he's getting closer to his return because yes, the times are worsening. Instead of doing his work and doing what is good, Many have not surrendered to God, but are running in the other direction. God sees the pain that people are causing one another, and he's not okay with that. He will not hold back forever as man draws further and further rather than nearer. Amen? Amen. The practices happening around the world seem to be without accountability and hidden because of the love of self, Riches, instant gratification regarding our inner lusts and our drive. You see, Jesus, he wants justice even more than you. God is not for that. The troubles being displayed is calling all humanity to look up and say, God, you have my undivided attention. Lord, I surrender. God, I believe in you. Draw me closer. Job 34:30 it says, he, God, is over individual and nation alike. To keep the godless from ruling, from laying snares for the people. So you see, he will not hold back forever because of the injustices and iniquity in this world. A God of love and justice will judge and hold each and every one of us accountable. He is faithful, so he has to return. He's got to move some things. He's got to sort through some things because he will not allow the godless to continue in their ways, to rule violently and without fear. God will restore. He will recover, and he will judge all. He sees the brutality, the hunger, the war, the murder. He will not hold back forever. He will not allow injustices to be unaccounted for. So... While here, you and I have this great opportunity to be part of the resolution, not the problem. Yes, yes. So while you're here, work at Seeking Justice. Be kind, pray, help, honor, and take action in a worthy cause. Help, assist, always be humble in what you do. Don't overlook others. Don't look down at the poor. Don't regard the wealthy as anything other than people who have the potential to invest or give more to the work you're doing. Bring awareness, feed the hungry, do not judge. That is God's doing and that will happen at an appropriate time, but rather love and help lead others back to him, Amen? amen? Take time out for others, amen, and make sure that your life brings exaltation to God. Give back and do something worthy because people are counting on us. They're counting on us, what we do, what we say, how we act, what we, what we do, our reaction. We represent Christ on earth. So yes, healthy entertainment, hobbies, vacations, those are all nice things to have in this world but God wants us his body his church to go deeper than the surface amen and admonish him by carrying our cross and displaying it wherever we go until the time comes he has sent his workmen to call sinners and workers of iniquity to change to stop and repentance his love for all created beings is still available his love is perfect toward us even in a a world that has grown deeper into a dilapidated state and you want to know this satan is consistent at his work of keeping us separated from truth he makes the truth sound crazy he convinces humanity that there is not even a such thing as love because of those who are evil it can't be real he whispers from there letting those words scream louder than any other truth i don't know how many students i've heard while teaching say there's no such thing as love amen so i'm not just saying this i have heard this i have witnessed this so he's at work convincing the world that god is not real that they can be the ones to get themselves to the top and take what they want and do whatever it takes it's um. I'm not gonna let anybody step over me kind of world. I'll do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter if I have to cut them down myself. You see, Satan hates us so much because God loves us so much. Satan wants to see us all go down. He works on minds and hearts through the need to become someone or be someone in this world, to make it in life, to be successful and wealthy. You rest assured he'll try to reign over you with inadequacy, a low self-esteem, and that there is no meaning to life, and that no one cares if you weren't here. He fills the mind with negative self-talk, self-destructive actions, and that our lives add no value. We think to ourselves, I have nothing to bring to the table, so no, I won't be present. I won't go. I won't show up. I'm unwanted, I'm unneeded in this world, to my family, my school, my work, and so forth. He makes you feel invisible until you hide from the world and you count yourself out and then there's no one to talk to. This is how you feel. Or Satan's other grand tactic is, if you follow his ways, he'll make you feel like you made it in this world and you're coming up because you have some money in the bank even if you do it dishonestly or at the expense of someone else's life. He is a betrayer. I want you to know that. He only uses us. And he will sell you out and see your life end soon if it was up to him. But as long as there is day, I want you to know there is hope of hearing and realizing truth that God loves you. Amen. You were worth everything to him. He died on the cross for you so that you may live an abundant life to the full. Healing is yours. Health is yours. Restoration is yours for the taking. So I come against every lie and every word spoken of Satan in the name of Jesus. And I ask God to enter your home. And you're surrounding in your atmosphere. And I declare that he's breaking you out. He's taking off chains. And he's bringing deliverance even now in the name of Jesus. Because in the last days, yes, these are the signs of the times. But there are signs and wonders and miracles available now in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are priceless irreplaceable, wanted, needed, important. And you are loved by God, a God who has no end. So there is no end to this love story. Amen? You are worth it to him. And this is what God showed me before today. And I want to show you and tell you what he said to me. God showed me this picture of him changing himself from a posture of being seated because we say that God is seated on the throne, right? And that he reigns, amen? But he showed me something today. He says, I've gone from being seated to standing. He's standing and he's searching and he sees the pain. He feels the pain and he's drawing closer. He is up from the throne and listening to anyone who will call on him because of the time. We are now in a time where the earth itself is crying out and God is seeking to the ends of the earth to listen to even the lowest whisper and plea for help. Help, help. God's heart is open toward all mankind and everything he has created. As a good father in search of his lost son on a dangerous path, he will do whatever it takes to bring you back to himself. He's hurting with you, he's crying with you. Earth feels it, creation is shaking and showing the signs of the times by its groanings. We've seen it in the weather patterns and the systems coming through like never before. So the earth awaits God's arrival. But he hasn't come yet because he wants to ask you, have you realized what time, what day it is? He's moving about through the winds of your life. I want you to know that it's Jesus. God is seeking for what is lost. He wants to give you a hope and a future. And he longs for your return so that he may save you and fill you up with the purpose he created and tended you for. Cry out with your heart because God is feeling hearts. You don't have to have the right words. Just say, God, I need you to feel my heart. I need you, God, to feel me and meet me where I'm at. Lord, today, I ask you to not let me be deceived, to not let me be engulfed in this pain. I need you, Lord. Amen. John 12, 31 through 32 says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted from the earth, will draw all men unto me. God will judge Satan. He will hold him accountable for his actions. He will hold him accountable. And those who choose Christ will be saved, amen? From the wrath to come, Amen? amen? And because of Christ, our sins and shame were born on the cross. He put the wages of judgment and he took our punishment upon himself. So don't believe that God is not compassionate or that he's lost some compassion for us along the way. He's available because of his insurmountable love for you, his creation. So this is the hope of his love will you receive it will you live in it will you walk in it and even when our time comes even after this life there is truly no end because love God he will capture us up himself absent from the body is to be present with the Lord acts 2 21 says and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now that is a love that knows no end. And Christ, he is just a call away. Salvation is yours. A life worth living is yours. Working at things you had given up before, they're yours. Amen? And I declare right now with you amen, that God is doing a new thing, and that God is hearing you right now. He's there. He's right there. He's presently with you, amen, and he's not going to let you down. You may be hurting. You may be going through pain, and as I said in the beginning, you may have had great loss. God feels that loss. He's with you, and he wants to give you a new hope. So let us pray, pray with me, church. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this word of love, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, because you are calling, you are calling your creation. You are calling your children back to yourself, my God. Your love is greater than what they say, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, in your mercy, God, that every word that the hearers have heard, that made people draw away from you or made them feel just judged by a God who who just looks upon them with disgust. My God, I ask you, Lord, that right now by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you will visit them right now in this moment, that you will go to them right now, that you will make your presence evident, that you will fill the room, that you will fill the atmosphere, my God, and that every weight and every burden and every hurt, Lord, and imprisonment of their spirit and every chain, my God, in the name of Jesus will be shaken off, my God because you're a miracle-working God you're a healing God you're a faithful God my God Jesus Lord my God do something new right now for my brother and my sister my God with your love my God there is nothing my God impossible for you And I ask, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that salvation come even now. And if you know that you need Christ and you want to give your life to Christ, pray this prayer with me. And if you feel like you've fallen and you've drifted away, pray this prayer with me, dear Jesus. I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you, God, for loving me when I didn't love myself. Thank you for loving me. Even when others misunderstood me and they counted me out. Lord, you saw me. You saw me like David, my God, in a field, my God. You saw me in my unrighteousness. But you loved me, Lord, and you called me yours and you made me to be your workmanship so lord today i ask you to forgive me of all my sins and make me new i rejoice lord in the truth that when you forgive me you will remember my wrongs no more and god your plan is active and alive in me. Thank you, Lord, for purpose. In the in the name of Jesus, I pray these things. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless.